I wanted to set boundaries that I'm not going to reply and be available all the time. And so I would always say like, hey, you've reached me outside of my business hours. I will reply to your email upon my return. Hey, explorers, I'm Justine. And I'm Estrella, your social agent navigators, here to guide you through the crazy world of social media and real estate. In today's episode, we're going to spend some time chatting about self-care. It can be super hard as we're running our business, especially in today's changing market. As a real estate agent, do you relate to any of these things on this list? Are you available for your clients 24-7? While working, you accept calls from clients that take a lot of time rather than letting them know that you'll contact them later. This is such a bad habit of, I think, just about every real estate agent where you step away from a gathering and you say, I'll be right back. I'm just going to take this call real quick. And then you're gone for 30 minutes and you're missing time with family and time with friends. You work seven days a week, maybe not all day, but yet every single day. You don't know how to say no. As you're a people pleaser, you always want to help others. I think we all get into this industry, into this business, because we have a desire and we enjoy serving and helping others, but you got to really take care of yourself. And Justine and I, we are, excuse me, perfect cue as I clear my throat. We're doing this episode because we need to invest in self-care. Estrella is taking a cough break. Yes, Estrella and I are both sick. Yeah, we got the bug like everybody else in the world right now. I am on my second wave of sickness, which is super awesome. So you get our lovely, raspy, sultry voices this week. Sultry voices, cough drops, and coughing. Oh, yeah. And we took shots of cough syrup before the episode. So we record at night. Normally we have like wine or something. This time we're doing shots, not of the celebratory kind. Cough medicine shots. So as you were going over some of those, I can relate to all of them. I think that some of these things are totally normal. Number one, when you run your own business or like work from home, it's always easier to work longer than you should because your office and your business is on your phone or down the hallway. So you're just more likely to take care of your clients and take care of your business more often. And then also, I do feel that there is still a lot of people who believe that some of these things you should be doing always. I know I've been in some trainings where they're talking about you always need to answer your phone. You always need to answer your phone. You should never let somebody answer your phone. I don't agree especially as a newer agent where you have no answering service or something that can do it automatically for you, you should not always be answering your phone. She think that's the wrong expectation. Yeah, and it's not healthy. Like just because something's no. going to get you more business possibly, does it really mean that it's worth it? Mm-hmm. I think is sometimes what we need to ask ourselves. Yes, it can get me more business, but is it worth it? So that's really yeah, sure yes. one of those words. Yeah. So anyway, I'm so- sure... Tons of you can relate to all of these things. I have like key telltale things like that I recognize like I'm overloading myself. What are some of the cues that you see when you notice that it's time to take some self-care time? Yeah, so I think all of us have cues. I think we just need to learn to like pay attention to them much better than we do. So one of my biggest cues when I really need self-care and when I'm overdoing it is self-doubt. I feel Mm. like when things are just getting crazy. Maybe it's part of my second cue, which is anxiety. When you're feeling so much anxiety and you're just go, 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 
I feel like the self-doubt creeps in. You feel like I'm not doing enough. I can't get this done. I can't get that done. And it's just like this really, really horrible hamster wheel of like doing too much, bad thoughts, can't get enough done. And it just like kind of spins out of control. So when I start to self-doubt, I realize, okay, Justine, you need some self-care. You need to do some things Mm -hmm. to get you. And if I don't do them, I'm not going to be on my game. I'm not going to be the best agent. I'm not going to be the best mom. I'm not going to be the best wife, pet parent, whatever. I'm not going to be the Mm -hmm. best me if I don't try to take a step back and do some things. My second biggest cue is anxiety. What my anxiety feels like is I can't settle down. I'm very ADD. So when I get anxiety, I tend to just go up, go stronger, go more. And those wheels in my head are just always, always turning, 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 more thoughts, more things to do, more ideas. And I just get to the point where it's like, it's 11 o'clock at night. I am still working. I still feel like I've got 20 things to do. And I just can't settle down. Like I have just this feeling of anxiousness, hyperness, and just I can't stop. So that is one of my other cues that I need to take a step back and start taking better care of myself. What about you? I so feel that. Yeah, I totally feel that. I also, anxiety, oh, anxiety is not my homegirl. Like me and anxiety do not get along. I struggle with anxiety just for a lot of different reasons. When I notice that I start to get extra anxious or I really start to like spin Like one of the perfect things for me, or not perfect, but imperfect things that I do when I'm in this anxiety bubble is I start to get so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start with simple things. If it's about going through my emails or going through just very basic things, I'm like, this is just too much for me. And yeah, definitely like when I start to see myself going through those types of behaviors, I definitely notice I need to take a pause. And I need to do some things to get through that. So that's a big tell for me. Another big tell, I have multiple autoimmune disorders. So getting sick. So when I am not taking care of myself and I'm not doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself, I tend to get sick. And obviously this market's got me cray. Just like a lot of agents out there, I'm sure you can relate. We're coaching our clients and helping our sellers to be realistic with their pricing, helping our buyers to not be afraid of the interest rates and just letting people walk through that entire process. Me trying to manage other people's emotions and not taking care of myself, I got sick. And I had RSV and I was sick with that for three weeks. And just as I was starting to feel better, I got sick again, which I'm thinking it's the flu because the Rona test was negative. But like I could not get out of bed. I had no energy, which is no good for my clients, no good for myself. And I can't pour from an empty cup. And so I get sick and I have to be extra careful about it because one of my autoimmune disorders is vitiligo, which is a skin autoimmune disorder where I get white patches on my body when I'm under immense amount of emotional trauma, like stress. That's a big trigger for me. And that doesn't go away. So once the white spot shows up on my skin, it's there for the rest of my life. I really need to do a better job of the self-care. If you need a reminder, your body is definitely going to do I it know. for you. Crazy. Yeah, my body reminds me. So I, again, I have an autoimmune disorder, so that definitely doesn't help. Yeah, I definitely feel you on the autoimmune disorder. I have, it's similar to an autoimmune disorder, but I have a connective tissue disorder. And I think anybody can relate. Like even if you just, if you get migraines, you know, if you mm-hmm. overeat, if you undereat. And so as we all know, it's like, 
the domino effect, right? If you stop taking care of yourself, one domino falls and the other falls, and then you're just not doing good at anything. So I feel you on that one for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that we can do as agents to help us when we start to recognize what are those telltale signs that we're in need of some self-care. Before we get there, there's things that we can do. And then there's things that we can do while we're in the midst of it and we recognize it and we need a course correct. One of the things that you can do to do ahead of time, and it's really just a good habit across the board, is setting some really good boundaries in your business for you and your client. Don't be afraid to say no. I think that, you know, Justine alluded to this earlier in the in the episode, but not all business is good business, right? And we want to work with people that bring us joy, that we enjoy serving. And if somebody can't recognize or be empathetic to the fact that you like to go to bed at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock, like a normal person, if that's like a normal bedtime for you, if they can't understand that and wait for a reply till eight o'clock or nine o'clock the next morning, maybe that's not your person. And it's okay to set that boundary and say, I don't respond to emails, voicemails, whatever, after X time, because I want to have time for to be able to recharge and be my best self for you through this transaction or whatever that might look like. You also need to say no to other people in your life too. I, myself, that was a big educational journey for both me and my family. We have a gift in that we have some flexibilities in our skin. So we can kind of take pauses or moments to take kids to school or pick kids up or whatever that might look like. Well, by me doing that, my day sometimes was a 16-hour day when I really only worked on my business for like seven or eight. But that day was so much longer because I took these breaks out to do things that I really didn't need to. Like I really didn't need to pick my kid up for his off period so he can come home for lunch and take a nap. Yes, that was nice for him to do. And I'm glad that I can do that. But I don't need to do that all the time. It's okay for me to say no sometimes to those things. It's also okay to say no like when family expects you to run errands for them because you're not in a traditional office setting where you need to request time off. Yeah. So just setting those boundaries and just letting people know you do work and you are a professional and you're not an errand person out running errands for them. Yeah. And we got into this career to have like to build our life of freedom, right? I think we need to remind ourselves, I did not get into this so I can work 24 seven and do whatever the heck anybody else wants me to. And being a new agent, I have made the mistake of replying after hours, way after hours and always replying right away. And guess what? When you do that with somebody all the time and then the one time you don't do that, they're expecting you to do it and it's a disappointment. So it's so important to set boundaries with clients from the very beginning so that when you do need to take the time for yourself or your family or whatever, you just got other things to do, other clients, it's not expected that you're going to be there 24-7 all the time within five minutes on your phone, like all times of day. So I think that's something to remember. What is it? There's a, there was a podcast that I listened to. It's a real estate podcast, um, Hustle Humbly. I was listening to one of their episodes and they have this phrase that they call Pop-Tart agent, that you pop up or you just pop right away, pop back mm. a phone call, a text message. I love that term. Don't be a Pop-Tart agent. Don't be a Pop-Tart agent. I like that too. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. find that episode. Yes, I totally agree. Some of the other things 
I think that are super important to do for self-care as a real estate agent are time blocking and priority lists. So I know Estrella is a time blocker. I have been toying with time blocking, but as a super ADHD girl, I've realized a total time block is just not for me. I don't ever stick to it. I stick to it sometimes, but it just became so much that like my calendar was like, every time I opened my calendar, it was just this horrible thing. It gave me this horrible feeling. Seeing all the blocks was just like too much for my brain to handle. So I actually do some time blocking with priority lists. And I switched over from time blocking after trying to do it for a year and a half, because that's what, you know, coaching tells you to do. Instead, I, I do a priority list. I need to get certain things done. But whichever one works for you, whether it be priority lists, you know, setting setting out the three big things that you need to get done today or time blocking or both. Remember to do that when you're really kind of feeling like you need some of that self-care. I was reading, I'm, I forget the author. I'm reading a real estate book right now. And she talks about the story with big rocks. I think a lot of us have heard it before. There's the, a jar. You got to put the big rocks in before you put the sand in. I'm not going to go through the whole story. But I tell myself, I literally speak that to myself all the time. Justine, big rocks. Justine, big rocks. So I think that's kind of part of prioritizing, telling yourself, okay, I've got all these things to do. What are the big rocks, Justine? I know this yeah. is really dorky because I'm talking to myself, but it, it's literally kind of how I call myself in my head, um, just really trying to figure out what your priorities are. And with time blocking, Estrella, tell me if you agree, like if you're finding that your, your time blocking isn't working for you and you're just stressed, what do you find yourself doing? Deleting. Like do you, yeah. Okay. So you're deleting some, yeah. switching stuff around, right? Like you still want your mm -hmm. time block to work for you and you still want to get those big rocks in, right? Your, your, your big priorities. But if you need to take a few of those time blocks out, by all means, I think do it. Yeah. There are things that I definitely do. Like I'll move stuff around. I'll delete. Sometimes if I'm having like a really tough like, like I'm mentally just trained and I need to fill a win. This sounds really silly, and it, but it, it makes me feel good. I time block email cleanup. So I go through and I go through and put things to junk or unsubscribe and then delete emails. Over makes you feel like you got something huge done. That's awesome. Yeah. So another part of that time blocking and prioritizing is delegating things and getting help when you need it. Asking for help delegate to somebody. I don't care if it's like delegating to your mom to pick the kids up from school or, you know, asking one of your relatives to help with the kids, delegating dinner one night, whatever it is, like delegate, 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 right? Ask for help. And it could be as simple as like telling your family, I'm not making dinner, eat cereal. Your kids will be fine. They can eat cereal one night a week. Like it's, it's, it's not going to kill them. Seriously. They might enjoy it. And we've talked about this before, like it's also showing your children that you're human, which we forget to do sometimes and showing them how to self care. Hey, mommy needs time. Guess who's making dinner tonight? You are and it's cereal. You know? Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> you get ramen yeah, noodles. It's <laughs> totally okay. And even if you, you get a hard time for it, it's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's fine. Like you really just need to, to get some help. And, and like I said, it's just like that or higher too. There was an activity that I, I learned from my coaches, Girls with Grit. And I think it's like really helpful is like really to identify 
how much your hourly rate is. Like, what does your time cost you? And if that time to clean your, your bathrooms, if the cost to hire out is less than it would cost your time, like income producing time, then you probably should be hiring that out. And like for me, I couldn't afford to hire a cleaning person when I was first starting with my cleaning person for my entire house, but I hate cleaning bathrooms. So I only hired them for bathrooms every other week. And then oh, as I like my this. income grew, then I added a little bit more each time. Estrella, I don't have a cleaning person yet, and I've been dreaming of one forever. I've never had one. I used to be a cleaning person. I cleaned houses for a while when I was younger. My mother used to clean houses. But man, I talk about it all the time. That is a great idea. I love just hiring somebody for the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So going to do it. Also, oh my God, the bathrooms are the worst. I think another thing to delegate, like some things that we can delegate as real estate agents, I don't make a ton of money. I'm not in the six figures yet. I'm pushing to get there, but I'm not. So you would think, oh, maybe you can't hire somebody like in your real estate business. But I did start hiring somebody to do my transaction coordination because it takes me forever. I can do it, but it takes so much of of my like mental capacity. And it takes me, I feel like longer because of ADHD brain. When you don't like doing something, it's going to take you twice as long because you're just not going to be able to focus on it. it. It's just really, really difficult. So I started paying a transaction coordinator and it is worth the money. And you can diff- do it in different ways. You can hire transaction coordinators that you pay when you close, right? You can hire transaction coordinators that you pay by the hour. You could do a lot of different pricing. Like I think there's transaction coordination services that you can pay monthly. There's so many different options. So that's a way to delegate as well. That's a really good and common thing for real estate agents. And I think, well, a lot of brokerages offer some kind of service as well. So check with your brokerage too to see what they offer. And then too, you want to find out and make sure that whomever you hire is compliant with your brokerage rules as well. Yeah. And so I hired somebody because I wanted them to do a little bit more transaction coordination than just like the typical like bare bottom transaction coordination. So the person doing my transaction coordination is doing all of the emails. Like they're they're doing every touch point. I have a huge checklist through the process. So those emails that we have that we send to buyers throughout the process, send to sellers throughout the process, they have a copy of those and they're sending them. So that's huge. I I can't wait till, I mean, I, I want to be able to do that. For me, I need to just get that out of my own out of my own way to be able to have someone because my compliant brain makes me, it makes me a little bit more nervous, but I think I need to put some systems in place so I can be able to do that because it's definitely something I want to do. Yeah, I agree. And once you find the right person, I was telling one of my friends the other day, I I think I was telling you maybe Israel, I had a paraprofessional that used to work with me in my classroom when I was teaching and she was like my admin person. She knew I sucked mm-hmm. at doing like all the paperwork, getting, you know, all the papers out to kids every day, making sure that I was like, uh, you know, anything that you would think of, a note that needed to go home to parents, something that I needed to put on the board to tell the kids about. She was just so good at doing it. She just kind of like fell into it. I ended up having to switch classrooms and I swear, like I cried so hard. I really loved her. So that was the biggest reasons I cried. But man, it was not the same without having her there doing that stuff for me. She knew me well, how I wanted it done, and she did it amazingly. So I think that person is out there for for everybody, including you. So 
one of the things too, outside of the time blocking and just the very business things, or even personal, we talked about some personal things too, but one of the biggest assets that you have as a business owner is your body and your mind, right? So you really need to take care of your body and your mind. The ways that you can do that is first and foremost, stay hydrated. You want to drink your water, not stay hydrated with vodka, wine, and coffee. You can have them, but have water with them. Exactly. Yeah. So stay hydrated. You want to eat well. Justine, you do a really good job of that. Um, I do okay. I, I forget to eat, but I as long as I have my snacks, mm-hmm. you know, I do forget. So have your snacks yeah. like by your desk. Yes. Healthy snacks in your car too when you're yes. doing showings. Yes. I like to keep carrots and celery sticks because they're just... Oh, see, you're better than me, girl. I just, I have peanuts. Oh, okay. Almonds, nuts, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. Eat well, get plenty of sleep and move your body. It doesn't have to be big, but move your body because we are so sedentary. We sit at our desks, we sit in the car and then we do some movement when we're out doing showings up and downstairs or whatever, but it's definitely not what we need at all. For the sleep piece, the recommended sleep is seven to nine hours. I love sleep. So this is probably the one thing like my sleep hygiene is really good outside of like right now being sick and coughing all night, being sir coughs a lot, but I prioritize this a lot. I love my sleep. I've always been a pretty good like sleep person. Sleep hygiene is very, very important to me. Yeah. So, you know, all those books where they're like, just get up an hour and a half early, just get up like 530 a.m. I'm going to go with a big no on all of those books. I have read every single one of those books. I'm not going to name any specifics, but I'm sure you know what Mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. Special things, you know, that happen in the morning, all the things you can do. Guess what? I am a night person. My father is a night person. My kids are night people. My wake up hours, like my best hour of the day is 4 p.m. I got up early for years teaching. I never felt completely awake. Like it did a number, not getting the sleep that I needed, not being able to sleep until when my body's clock wanted to sleep. One thing that I have been doing, again, because I've kind of like shifted gears, I'm passing that year and a half of, of being an agent. And that first year and a half, I was really just trying to do things how everybody was telling me to do things. And one of those big fights was so mad at myself when I wasn't getting up at 5 a.m. So mad at myself that I wasn't getting up early enough, period. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm doing the same amount of work. I'm doing the things that I need to do and I'm going to do them when it feels best for my body. So I always do better if I sleep seven hours minimum. If I sleep six hours, I swear you will think I slept like two hours. Like anything less than seven. Yeah, I'm a big baby. And so that's important. So if I need to not start my day and be in shock, people, till 9 a.m., then I don't start my day until 9 a.m. And sometimes 10. Dun, dun, dun. All the real estate agents are being like, what is that girl talking about? She's never going to be successful. But I totally disagree. I even posted something on Facebook the other day. It was like some type of meme that was like, we gave morning people too much power. And that is my belief. Um. That is true, though. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's I'm like a like when people are like, are you a, a morning person or a night owl? And I'm like, is there a third option? Because I'm like a midday person. I think that's I think that is an option. 
Mm -hmm. I think I think it's whatever like we all have we do all have a natural rhythm and it is genetic people like we can't just make ourselves be morning people if you are good for you I am always like yes super blown away my mom is like a 5 a.m person like she just naturally gets up at that time but anyway get the amount you need if you need six hours great if you need seven great if you need nine you need to get it you need to figure out a way to get it so yeah and there's a lot of apps you can track like your sleep and how you felt when you woke up, it'll give you like tips to try different things. And the other thing too, is setting a nighttime routine. So getting yourself ready to go to bed, really just not blue screen. So no phones, TVs. I sleep with the TV on. So I'm really bad about that. (laughs) I do too. I have to sleep with forensic files. Like for some reason, murder is uh, like, puts you right to bed. (laughs) It puts me right to bed. And I found I'm not the only one who falls asleep to forensic files. Oh my gosh. Just, I watch fantasy shows and I run out of them. Oh, okay. Like, oh. like, um, it sounds like it could be something that it's not, but I'm talking oh. about like Merlin, like wow, chicka, wow, wow. Yeah. Dragons, unicorns, <laughs> anything magical. That's what I'll be watching right before I go to bed. Yeah. So it's just sleep is really important. Really focus on getting your sleep, coming up with a good bedtime routine, a good wake up routine as well. Don't just jump out of bed if you need to take a moment to get yourself acclimated to the new day take that time now water this one is always like super controversial and I I really found this like measurement that I think works best because it takes into account everybody it's different right so a lot of people are like drink eight glasses of water or a gallon or half a gallon or whatever those like very definitive measurements what I found that I gravitated toward is for the amount of water that your body needs is half your body weight in ounces. So just to give some really round numbers, if you weighed 100 pounds, hopefully you weigh more than that. But if you weighed 100 pounds, you would need a minimum of 50 ounces of water a day. So you take whatever your body weight is in pounds and you divide that to come up with the number of ounces to drink. Sometimes that feels like a lot, but it's actually not that bad becomes a good habit. I grew up in a part of the country that didn't have clean water, right? Clean water was not accessible to us. So we bought our water from like these like water stations. So I didn't get this like good water drinking habit. Like I didn't grow up drinking water. It just wasn't a thing. I have uh, created that habit of like now drinking that water. And now it's like my body craves that amount of water And I also live in a very dry climate living in Colorado, but um, it's really important to drink your water. It just does a lot for you. The amount Mm -hmm. of energy you get just from, you know, keeping up with the amount of water you should be drinking, I think makes a huge difference. Yes, exactly. And the last thing about like moving your body, let me just settle into my chair for this one. As a fluffy woman, this one always gave me some level of anxiety when people would say like, you need to move your body. You need to do this. You need to exercise. And believe me, I've tried all the things. I even tried to do 75 hard and I got pretty far in it. It's so extreme. And I was like, I have to move my body. I have to do these things. Moving your body could be as simple as stretching, a stretching practice. We are very sedentary, right? And so there's some like really good hip opener exercises or stretches that you can do that just really help to open the hips. And a lot of humans hold stress in their hips, in their hip flexors, in their 
SOAS area, P-S-O-A-S. So hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, But you hold a lot of stress in those areas. So if you do like a simple stretching or yoga practice and you do those hip openers or those shoulder openers and just breathing while you're doing it, that act of moving your body does so much benefit. The other thing that I learned um, is walking. I'm going through EMDR therapy right now. And so EMDR therapy really helps to like leverage both sides of the brain when you're like working through like stress or overactivity or hyperactivity. And one of the things about the act of walking, you're leveraging both sides of the body and both sides of the brain in a very unconscious way that helps to relieve stress and it helps you to removes like the noise in your brain and your body and it's walking right like everybody thinks like walking so simple but it has so many physical and mental health benefits because it's that bilateral movement of your left and your right side of your body moving that's triggering both your left and your right side of your brain as well it's so cool like when you look into the science behind both the yoga and the walking routine moving of your body doesn't have to be like doing a CrossFit workout for 45 minutes every single day, it could be as simple as a 10 to 15 minute walk. Yeah, I love that you said that being a former teacher, movement is one of the like biggest new things in education. We have realized exactly what you said that we need movement to actually learn better. So the more you move, the better your brain is going to work. I think sometimes we end up not doing stuff because we're not doing like bigger things. We need to just do some small things and be proud of ourselves that we're doing it. It might even just being like, you know, setting a timer and, and taking some time to do neck stretches and side stretches while I'm sitting at my at my desk. Or it might be using your standing desk. There's so many different ways to do it, but just like really trying to keep in mind that moving your body throughout the day is is just a really good self-care habit to get into. Estrella and I are going to share some things that we do that really help us with self-care. One of the things that I have been doing recently is I started using the Routinely app no, this is not an affiliate commercial right here. Um, it's just this app I recently found. Routinely sponsor. Yes, routinely. <laughs> if you do, if you hear this, no. Uh, or any other routine app, I'll use you. No, I'm just kidding. I downloaded like five routine apps to my phone and our habit tracking apps. And routinely was the one that just worked best for my brain. There's a lot of visuals in it. And I've been using that just for a morning routine. So I know we're supposed to get all of our routines, but being an ADD person before I was trying to do all of the routines and I watched this girl, I'll have to find her name for all of you. I watched this girl, this ADHD YouTuber, and she talks about making goals for who you are today, not for who you want to be. So that like really hit me so hard because I always think, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then when I don't do those things, I get really down on myself. I need to make goals for me today. And if today I'm not doing like A, B, C, D, and E, then I need to make a goal just to do A, right? Justine, you just gave me like one of those like body sensation, like, yes, like I was at that room, room, like kind of. Oh, that's feeling, good. That is just... I mean, even for somebody who doesn't have ADHD, that is such a good message. Yeah, I totally agree. And like I said, I feel like all the time we hear, like, again, going back to the books, like we read these big, big books, like make these huge life changes. So even when I was reading those books about like, 
making these huge morning routines. To me, they felt huge. Even to put mm-hmm. in four new five-minute things, it was too much. I could never do it. So I used the, this Routinely app. I, are, I put in what I'm already doing. Like, what is my morning routine now? You know, what are the couple things that I forget? I added those to it. And I added like one other thing. So uh, one of the things that I added is drinking 16 ounces of water right when I wake up. So that was like a new addition. I, you know, I usually am pretty good about my water, but I just like to get some of that water um, down right away. And then the other thing I, I put in was just some affirmations. There's no time to it. Literally, if I say two affirmations to myself, like that'll be it. Some days I have more time for it. But so that's been one of my recent things is using that routinely app and just trying to get just my morning routine down. Once I have that down and I feel like I've been doing it for you know a good month or so, I will start. Oh, and I added uh, my reading 10 pages. I have to read at least 10 pages to it. So that's part of my uh, morning routine. Your reading, is it fiction or nonfiction? I think I'll go back and forth. My reading right now is an, is a nonfiction. It's a self-help book, but I definitely have to remind myself too, like I love fiction. I don't always have to be working on myself. I don't always have to be reading self-help books. Sometimes I need to get those fiction books in. So, I, I, you know, either or. Um, right now it just happens to be, yeah, another ADHD book. And then... Another thing that I just started doing, even though I was really scared to, I put an Echo Dot in my bathroom. I've always been afraid to put an Echo Dot in my bathroom or my bedroom because I'm like, somebody's going to hear me doing something in there. Just, but I put, I put an Echo Dot in my bathroom, number one, because I always think of things to add to my to-do list when I'm in the shower. And now I can yell at Alexa while I'm in the shower to add things to my to-do list. But I play spa music and I do deep breathing. And so that like it has helped me like ground myself so much just listening to that spa music and making myself do it. Like I'm not going to listen to my podcasts. I'm not going to listen to my YouTube. I am going to give myself just some time to self-care, I guess, in the morning while I take care of myself. And I cannot tell you how much it has really changed my days. So that's been my my two big things. That's huge. I think that's really important, too, because. When we're in the shower, we're not connected to devices. So it's a really great opportunity to connect ourselves and just really relax and clear our minds and get re-ready for the day. I do a couple of things like I talked about it a couple of times in this episode, but I am a huge proponent of therapy. I love my therapist. She's my BFF in a professional manner, obviously. Like therapy has been a great thing, a great tool for me and just learning how to organize my thoughts and emotions and just really help me to articulate and navigate through, you know, crazy world of real estate and life and just everything. It's been huge for me. My journey has led me to who I am. And that's what makes me such a hard worker. But it also is the reason why I I need my therapy and I love (laughs) therapy. So huge proponent of it. Um, And there's so many options now. You don't have to um, go to therapy in person. If that's not your jam, you can do it virtually. There's so many, you know, apps and, and, uh, tools out there for you to be able to connect with a therapist. The other thing that I really like, it's a free app. It's a very low tech app. So when you download it, don't expect a lot of like fancy stuff, but it, it's a really good app. The app is called breathe to relax and it's breathe the number two relax that app have helps you through a breathing exercise. So just like meditation is a practice, breathing is also a practice. It really gives you the tools to say like, breathe in so many breaths, 
and then do like deep belly exhales and just really like get in your body and just release a lot of that energy and bring in the good energy. I really like that app. The other thing that I started incorporating is naps. I was not a good napper. Like I just could not nap. And again, it's a practice. This sounds so weird to say like napping is a practice like meditation and breathing, but just finding time to rest. And it doesn't have to be a REM type of sleep activity, but a nap could be like a 20 or 30 minute nap. And I set a timer so that I don't sleep my whole afternoon away. But just like you give yourself, if you think of like a traditional corporate work or regular type of work environment where you have these like breaks within your day, I use breaks within the day to take a nap for me. I don't do them every day. So are you during your naps? Are you listening to music? Are you putting your phone down? Like everything is down. It's like super quiet. It's just me. And sometimes I'm so anxious. I am moving around and I'm like, I call it grasshoppering my feet because I'm like trying to get myself Oh, I so do the grasshopper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to like, I can't get super comfortable. And maybe like by the time I like get like to a nap, I get maybe like seven minutes in. But that is so refreshing. It's like better than an energy drink for me, honestly. Because like sometimes I get so groggy, like in the afternoons or when you're running around. Taking that moment is just so refreshing and it makes a big difference. And what's interesting is this sickness, this illness that I'm dealing with right now, I was really busy up to this, right? Like super busy. I wasn't taking my breathing exercises. I hadn't taken a nap. I hadn't done any of those things. And ta-da, this is your body's way of telling you, you better better do those things. I know your body's like, Homegirl, you ain't all that. I think I want to add these naps. So I always sleep too long. That's my issue is my naps turn into sleep always. But I do know I've learned about power napping and that it's supposed to be really good for you. They say like 20 minutes of sleep, like max, that you don't want to hit REM sleep because that's what makes you really tired. And then if you don't like finish that REM sleep, you're just not going to be able to wake back up. But I want to try this. I want to see if I can take some naps and see how it works. I think there's a book. I'll have to see if I can find the book. I learned about it from an influencer, but I was like, you know, I don't work in an office anymore. I work at home so I can step out of my home office and take a quick nap better than an energy drink or an afternoon cup of coffee for me. There's nothing like a summertime nap. Your screen door is open. You can hear like all the birds outside and the trees rustling and stuff like that. So I can see why it's like, you know, just not only is the sleep, but just that calming is good for you. I like it. Yeah. And then the last thing that I do is the stretching and yoga. Talked a lot about that, but it's really a good practice. And there's so many free YouTube videos out there. If you have like the Peloton app, they have a lot of like 10 minute stretches. I like the hip hop stretches on there, which are really fun because I mean, yoga and hip hop, you think don't really go together. And they totally go together. So it's it's actually really uh, cool. I so. need to know more about that. That sounds amazing. I have a yoga app yeah. that has like same thing, like yeah. little five minute mm-hmm. like yoga routines. Yeah. I'm a fan of Peloton mostly because of the music. Like it's a whole vibe for me. Hmm. Like it's like when I'm in spinning class, I'm like dying, right? If I'm like in a, like I'm trying to do a regular workout at the gym, 
But you throw in some like Tupac or Biggie, it's a whole vibe. Uh, I need to know about, you need to send me a link, please. I think you should drop a link to this hip hop yoga that you're talking about. Yeah, I'll do it. Sweet. I'll see if I can find one on YouTube. And then that way everybody can do it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'll drop it in the Facebook community. So if you want to see that, you'll want to be in the Facebook community. So let's talk a little bit about action items. How can our navigators, our explorers, um, what can they do today to make sure that they're establishing self-care practice in their business and in their personal life? So setting some really good boundaries for yourself. You can put an auto reply for your after business hours on your email. So for example, if you want to stop replying to emails after 7 p.m., then you have an auto reply email that triggers every single day or you can turn it on. I'm not quite sure how Google email works or Gmail, um, but you can set it up in like Outlook and I'm sure there's a way to do it in all the applications. But that says, thank you so much for your email. I'm, I'm not available to answer emails at this time, but I will reply to your email as soon as possible. Or whatever that looks like in your own kind of vibe and language. So that's something that you can do. I used to do that when I worked in um, corporate. And that was like really cool because I wanted to set boundaries that I'm not going to reply and be available all the time. And so I would always say like, hey, you've reached me outside of my business hours. I will reply to your email upon my return. Typical business hours are X time to X time. And then you can expect to receive a response from me between those hours. Um, You can also do that on your voicemail too. You can say like, hey, thanks so much for reaching my voicemail. Sorry, I wasn't able to take your call at this moment. I typically respond to voicemails between these hours and these hours. I will respond to you by then. So that's a really good way to have like establishing that boundary out the gate. Um, It's important that you respond, but you're also setting that tone like, hey, like, You're not the only person in the world that I'm doing business with. I also have a family. And then B, that you are responsible and you're kind of setting a professional precedence that not most realtors or real estate agents do. So you're kind of enhancing your professionalism in a sense, because unfortunately, the general public thinks that our jobs are very easy. So it just kind of just adds that layer of professionalism. Another thing that you can do is reply to emails only once per hour. So for me, I only reply to emails at the top of the hour. I rarely will respond to an email the minute that it comes into my email box. I turn off the Outlook pop-up. Very few things need to be done that quickly. And the other thing is um, being very intentional with planning your personal and your, your family time. And that could be mentally or on your calendar. So both work just fine. Just making sure that you prioritize your personal life the same way that you prioritize your professional life, because both are equally as important to sustain the way of living that you want to create. So you can't neglect one or the other. It's really important that you treat your personal and family time with the same level of importance as you do your client hours. Love that. Yeah. So action item number two for this week is going to be a meditative moment. So for action item number two, right after we sign off of this podcast, we want you to take three deep belly breaths. One thing that the OT in the special ed classroom that I used to work on, work in, used to do is she would have you put one hand on your chest 
and one hand on your belly. That way you can really feel yourself breathing. And it's pretty crazy, but like just doing that, like really feels self-care-y. Like it really feels Mm -hmm. nice to yourself. Like you're being kind to yourself. If you're driving, you probably can't have both hands, but at least put a hand on your belly. So you want to take those really deep breaths. You want to be feeling your belly go out. So when you're done and you, you turn the podcast off, we want three deep belly breaths. And we just really want you to try to be in the moment just for three breaths. So that's a pretty easy action item. We know you can do this one. 100% super easy. We breathe. Yes. We're alive. So we're breathing. Yes. So it might be hard if you're sick and you're coughing. <laughs> so if you, if you are, literally, if you are doing that, like you might need to try this when you're not in like sir costs a lot more uh, you know action but um definitely a good good practice to do yes all right see you at the next destination bye